If you're easily spooked, skip to the next episode. <laughs> you know, Wisconsin has lots of weird, spooky things. Yeah. Oh my god, the pinprick mouth. Oh god. This one definitely is like gulp. They lived happily ever after. Yeah, after she killed a bunch of people. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the I Should Have Known podcast, the trivia podcast that cannot be trusted. Each episode, our quiz master will present you with four facts about a topic, but one of those facts is a lie. We are celebrating Halloween. This is our last Halloween-themed episode, so we're getting extra spooky. But if you would like more Halloween-themed content, stay tuned until the end of the episode, where we will explain how you can get more of your Halloween fix. I am your quiz master today. I'm Andy, and I'm going to be telling you four spooky stories about ghosts. But one of these stories I have invented. You can join our other hosts, Soups and Tanner, in guessing which one of my treats is a trick. And today is a find the fake. You made this ghost totally up. So these are going to be four narrative spooky stories. Okay. I can't say that I invented the story entirely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What I did, though, is I took elements from other areas and twisted them together and made up a fake story. Okay. If you listen to our episode on hell, it's going to be quite similar to right. that, mm -hmm. where the fake story has elements that are from a real source, but it's not a ghost story. Okay. So I wove them together. Interesting. We'll try to keep that in mind when all the stories are coming out. Yeah. As always in season two, we're going to start the episode with our low-hanging fruit. What is the name of the friendly ghost? It's Casper, the friendly ghost. It yes. is indeed Casper. I didn't know, but he's in a lot of things. Yeah. There are a yeah. lot of Casper movies and games and books and comics commercials. and commercials. And it's a whole thing. This character appears in many things. Casper, the friendly ghost. Yeah, interesting. And he stands out because he's the friendly ghost, yeah. right? Because ghosts are normally spooky. Um, none of the ghosts in my stories are friendly. Yeah. <laughs> Good to know. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for the heads up. <laughs> We're done with friendly ghosts now, okay? I wasn't expecting anything different. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. If you're easily spooked, skip to the next episode. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. It's going to be creepy. Yeah. Guys, do you realize that I live alone? <laughs> I <Yeah>. know. <laughs> Our apartment is definitely haunted, so oh, this yeah. is fine. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, we have a ghost. Yeah. yeah. His yeah. name's Yusef. Um, he's semi-friendly. He's kind of friendly, yeah. I think he's more clumsy than um, <laughs> cruel. Yeah. But these ghosts in this story, these are not very oh. nice ghosts. Oh, you're, <laughs> you're creeping me out here. I'm excited to get spooky. All right. Let's get creepy. Spooky story number one. The Hungry Ghosts of East, South, and Southeast Asia. No one knows exactly where the Hungry Ghosts are from, though they're likely from Indian culture and early Buddhism. However, they can be found all across the continent of Asia, usually coinciding with the spread of Buddhism, though they are also found in the texts of other religions. Though they are spread far and wide, the stories agree about certain features of the ghosts. Hungry ghosts appear as emaciated humans with their skin stuck to their bones and round distended bellies and an insatiable craving. They are said to be the cursed spirits of people who are greedy or would not share food. There are many kinds and the exact punishment varies based on the karma in the life they lived or the sins for which they are atoning. Some of them can eat but though they travel widely, they can never find food. Others can find food, but can't fit it into their tiny mouths the size of a pinprick. And still others find food, but the moment it touches their lips, it bursts into flames. 
In Japan, hungry ghosts are known to have unnatural cravings for vile things, such as feces or human flesh. First of all, though their cravings are wild, they are not driven by only instinct. They are said to be aware of their curse. And though they know their hunger will never be satisfied, they must continue searching. So live well, friends, or be cursed as a hungry ghost for many lifetimes after this one. Wow. <laughs> Is that creepy enough? I'm done. That better be a lie. I am so creeped out. That better I mean, be fake. you were not kidding. <laughs> it's creepy. Coming out strong here with the first one. Oh, wow. I that, am so creeped that, out. That... That stuff was insane. <laughs> I'll be so scared to eat now. Yeah. Hey. Oh my God, the pinprick mouth. Oh, yeah. guys, do you want to get food after this? I'll share my food. So <laughs> yeah, right, right. Share my food. Yeah, share, share your food. <laughs> Had either of you ever heard of Hungry Ghosts? No. No. Have you heard uh, Preta? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah I know. Bhut Preet. Preet, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Many people consider that the story of those creatures as like the origin of hungry ghosts. Um, hungry ghost stories are as far west as Pakistan, as far south as the Philippines. Like they're spread across much of Asia. Now I realize why my mom would be like, you know, don't overeat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't be, be a so hungry green. ghost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. No. yeah. Oh, you would be a hungry ghost. Oh my God. Oh, no. This one definitely is like gulp. This is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every culture has different variations. Mm -hmm. I chose the phrase hungry ghosts because one, it's easy to say. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't want to preference or prioritize one single culture because this right. is a very broad area. Broad. When you made up this one, yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This actually, like, I want to believe, but at the same time, I don't want to believe. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was very nervous about doing something that comes from India. Starting oh, wow, off with the two. You know, no, no, you did well. Like, you got in the karma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So for the next story, we're going to come to Europe. Okay. The next story is of the headless bride of Medina, Malta. Katerina was a beautiful girl from the city of Medina on Malta. On the night before her wedding, she was walking home and she was attacked by a knight. She managed to fight off her attacker and in the tussle, she killed him. But killing a knight on Malta is a grave crime. And so in the morning, Katerina was sentenced to die. But the judge took pity on her, for this day was to be her wedding day. So he allowed her to marry her love. But a few minutes after being declared husband and wife, Katerina was beheaded, as was her punishment. So now, if you go to the silent city, as Medina is known, be careful when you wander around after dark, for you may see at the end of a narrow street the apparition of a headless bride. And perhaps in the background of your photos you will see the same ghostly image. And if you are a widower or a man lonely in love, be extra wary to wander the silent city. For it is said that Katerina follows such men and begs them to join her in her headless and ceaseless wandering of the silent streets of Medina. Literally chills. <laughs> you don't want me to sleep tonight. <laughs> I'm going to go back through all my photos from Malta <laughs> and find the bride. Yeah, I thought this one was funny because I've been to Medina multiple times. Yeah. Right. So Medina is famous because you can't drive there. The streets are very narrowed and walled. Yep. So most people day trip there mm -hmm. and then they take a bus back before sundown. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of really nice to go there after dark because no one's there. So I get the creepy feeling. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it would get really creepy if you go down the wrong 
path because it's only lit by like one yeah. street lamp. Yeah. And you could take the wrong turn in a walled city and you don't know where you are. Yeah. That is yeah. a creepy, creepy story. Yeah. Super creepy. Thanks for the heads up. Yeah. I have, I've not been to Malta, but uh, when I go, I know what not to do. Yes. Yeah. Funny choice of heads up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So spooky story number three. Pearl, the cursed child of Boston. In the 17th century, Boston was nothing more than a Puritan settlement. Sometime before the end of that century, it experienced its first haunting. A woman there became pregnant, though her husband was still left behind in England and had not yet arrived in Boston. Many people wondered who had fathered her child. Those stories vary. They all agree that it was of an unnatural union, such as between the mother and her own father, the mother and her brother, or the mother and a minister. Both mother and child died during childbirth and were buried together in a grave outside the town. Seven years later, on the night of a full moon, the townsfolk saw a little girl rise from the grave, wander around the forest and the streets at night, and return in the morning. At first, they thought this was a benevolent ghost, but things went sinister soon. The next month, on the full moon, the little girl lured man into the forest, and his body was discovered the next morning, torn to pieces. This happened for several months, and the townsfolk said that the ghost was trying to find the man who had fathered her. After a few months, the townsfolk could have no more, and the constable of Boston sent a posse of men to go and stop the ghost. Among them was a minister named Arthur, and a widower named Gerald. Gerald saw the ghost lure Arthur away from the grave, but when he went up, Arthur's body had been torn to pieces. However, the ghost remained, and Gerald distracted it by using a long scarlet ribbon. The ghost chased the ribbon all night, but could never grasp it with her ghostly hand. Just when Gerald thought he was at the end of his strength, he felt a tug as the sun rose at the end of his ribbon. The ghost had turned into a flesh-and-blood little girl. He named her Pearl and adopted her as his daughter, lifting the curse of Boston's first ghost. Whoa. Yikes. I kind of like that one. It has a happy ending. Yeah. I mm. mean, except for the men who got torn to shreds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, you know what? As they say, all's well that ends well. That's so. true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, Shakespeare had a lot of ghosts, too. <laughs> That's true. I wow. mean, I hope Pearl turned out to be a good human after she <laughs> was a ghost. Right. It's kind of reverse of most ghosts, right? Yeah. They didn't say anything about like what happened to Pearl. <laughs> they were just like, they lived happily ever after. Yeah. After she killed a bunch of people. <laughs> there are a lot of ghostly stories from the early colonization of the United States, mm-hmm. which right. makes sense. You're in a place where you probably shouldn't be and doesn't belong to you. It's going to be weird stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I love the fact that the Boston police is chasing ghosts. Yeah, right. <laughs> they didn't awesome. have anything else That's to do, di- I guess. Nah. And it's a little girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. So I have one more. Okay. okay. I don't know if I can take it. Mm. You're pushing limits here, but let's do this. <laughs> We're going to stay in what is now the United States. Spooky story number four. The ghost of Ridgeway, Wisconsin. On a 25-mile stretch of Highway 151 in southwestern Wisconsin, A ghost is known to haunt. It first appeared in the 19th century near the mining town of Ridgeway. Not much is known about the ghost, and stories of its form vary. Some say it is a man. Others say it is a dog or a horse. 
or some other unnatural being. But what everyone agrees upon is that it loves to chase. The first known story comes from a man whose ox cart was driven off the road when he said a ghost was following him. Other drivers were not so lucky. Many horse carts were known to return home with tired, foaming horses and no driver at all. He even spoke once. One Welshman saw him following him along the road and began running. The Welshman ran and ran before collapsing. When the ghost approached, he complimented the Welshman on his running and spared his life. The ghost is known to appear roughly every 40 years. It appeared first in the 1850s and was last seen in the 1970s. So be careful if you drive at night along this lonely stretch of Highway 151, for he's overdue for a visit. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay. So what's extra funny about this is our hometown, the town Tanner and I are from in Wisconsin, is on Highway 151. Yeah. Okay, guys, I'm never coming to Wisconsin. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we can avoid this place. Oh, my God. Did you know about this? I have never heard of this. You know, Wisconsin has lots of weird, spooky things. We have a mythological creature called the Hodag. Okay. We have multiple serial killers. I love the pride. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I know. Okay. I mean, everyone has like a local witch or haunted story. Like, don't go down that road at night. It's haunted. Mm -hmm. So this totally makes sense to me. But I've never heard of this. Not outlandish that I wouldn't have heard of it. But I don't know. Right. I love that it's kind of benevolent with the Welshman. Like, (laughs) good running. I'll spare you. (laughs) Tell your friends. They can't all be totally evil ghosts. Yeah. He's Midwestern nice. (laughs) (laughs) He's Midwestern. I love it. Yeah. That adds up. Well, what I can say is that stories are amazing, but I'm glad it's over. (laughs) You are pushing buttons. Yeah. I found so many ghost stories. I can do an extra story for loyal patrons. Yeah. If you like this. Do let us know. Yeah, Yeah. please do. Well, I suppose. (laughs) Remind us of the four ghost stories and we can take a swing at guessing which one is a fake. All right. Spooky story number one, the hungry ghosts of East, South, and Southeast Asia. Spooky story number two, the headless bride of Medina, Malta. Spooky story number three, Pearl, the cursed child of Boston. And spooky story number four, the ghost of Ridgeway, Wisconsin. One of those I made up. She did not make this easy. (laughs) (laughs) She did not. Um, yeah, um, my hunch, Katerina. Mm-hmm. The Malta one, yeah. Yeah, you know, if the lie is like, you know, you've taken elements from different things and you've yeah. woven into a story. Yeah. That feels like a good fit. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. Like, what if like the punishment for assaulting a knight or killing a knight is beheading? Exactly. Then you could say, well, one of them was haunted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't be logical in this, yeah. right? <laughs> no. So you just have to, I mean, go with the gut feeling here. Yeah. What are you thinking? I am torn. Okay. Not as much as the Boston victims, <laughs> but... <laughs> okay. I am torn between the two American ones, the Boston right. one and the Wisconsin one. Mm. I feel like it's my duty to pick the Wisconsin one, but it also definitely rings true. Right. So I think the Boston one... 
felt like if I was going to make up a ghost story, I would pick Boston. I would pick Pearl as a name. I would pick a little girl in the woods. Like everything fit. Yeah. 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 Like stereotypical yeah. spooky story tropes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say it's the Boston one that's fake. And I really hope that we can do a whole episode on Wisconsin. Okay. So you guys picked Soups. You picked story number two. Yeah. And Tanner, you picked story number three. Right. So the fake story is story number three. It is Boston. You kept talking about Pearl. Yeah. Do you know where that name comes from? No, I just know that it's in Nathaniel Hawthorne's The Scarlet Letter. That's because The Scarlet Letter is one of the inspirations for that story. Uh-huh. So um, in The Scarlet Letter, Hester becomes pregnant, even though her husband is absent, and she gives birth to Pearl. And that the book spends a lot of time talking about who impregnated her, which, spoiler alert, <laughs> is Arthur the Minister. Arthur! Right. He was in this story. He got torn apart. Um, and then the other inspiration, do you know? Boston? Gerald? Yeah. And the fetus curse before its birth, and then it comes back seven years later and kills mm. people. Mm. And then the curse is lifted by not letting it get back to its crypt at night. It's, it's not Gerald. It's Geralt. Geralt. It's the Witcher. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> so it's the Striga from yeah. the Witcher. So oh, I, no. I wove the Striga from the Witcher series. It's the first story in the books, and it's also depicted in the Netflix series. If you don't know, is from Poland, mm-hmm. so it's kind of extra. The boys should have known. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, he's Gerald the Widower instead yeah. of oh. Gerald the Witcher. Oh, yeah. that's excellent. And the the Scarlet Ribbon. So I wove together oh, the Scarlet yeah. Leather by Nathaniel Hawthorne and the Striga from the well Witcher series. Done. Wow. Well done. Well done. That is impressively crafted. Yeah. Thank you. You well. should make more ghost stories. <laughs> so this is my first narrative one, and um, it was nerve-wracking, but it was kind of fun. No, well done. Glad well you done. liked it. Oh. Yeah. Katerina, she stole my heart. Hopefully not my head. <laughs> yeah, I should have known. Yeah, I should have known. Thanks for listening to this episode of the I Should Have Known podcast. As I said at the top of the show, this is our last Halloween-themed episode, but we are excited to announce we have an episode-length Halloween bonus track, which is available for patrons over at Patreon, and you can access that right now if you are a patron, and if you are not, but you would like to join them and access the episode, you can find all the information to do so at the links in the description or on our website, ishouldhavenownpodcast.com. And as always, thanks for listening. Happy Halloween.